when you start to ask those questions, you say, what is actually unique about who I am and what I'm made for? That's when you start to lock into, again, that purpose, that true significant journey that has brought you to this point that sets you apart from anybody else doing the same thing. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Hey there, listeners. We're going to have another interview on your Badass Journey podcast today. I'm really excited to introduce you to Alex Street. Alex is a story-focused speaker coach, helping you share your story and connect with your audience. Do you know how critical that is right now? We are so inundated with a digital world of things talking at us that I'm finding in certain circles and in certain ways of communicating offline, we forget our own words. And what I love about Alex and his focus right now to assist others in finding their story and be able to share it with ease with others, whether it's from a stage or in a boardroom or even just to uh, have a deeper conversation with your community, the people around you, is that he is showing you the way. He has taken his years of public speaking for over two decades. He was also a youth worker and an actor, and he's specializing in helping you storytell with captivating content and a powerful performance. Uh, What sets him apart as a speaker and a coach, and you'll hear it in our conversation today, is that he is so heart-centered and so connected with the energy around him that he shows you how to do the same with your audiences of all generations. Alex recently launched the Make Speaking Magical online video course. So we're going to chat about that and how you can take advantage of this offering and how to break through the struggle you might be feeling in speaking so that you can confidently communicate. So I know you're going to enjoy today's conversation. Alex and I have had the pleasure of working together. He hired me, uh, came into one of my group coaching programs recently. And we just... I mean, his energy is so magnetic. But there's also some things he's working on himself. So we're going to talk about that as well in case that inspires you to step more boldly into finding your voice and sharing it with others. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Do not hesitate to connect with us. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, he uh, is at at Street Says. That's S-T-R-E-E-T-S-A-Y-S. If you want to connect with Alex or have any questions on uh, his speaking coaching programs. And of course, you can uh, snap a picture of this episode and tag us both in it so we know that you're listening and let us know what your takeaways are. You know, I love connecting with you and I love helping answer any of your questions. So also feel free to text me if that's easier. It's at 917-540-5782. And just text me your questions. And if you'd like a specific question answered on a future podcast episode, do not hesitate to send that to me as well because I am here to serve you. You know that I'm all about connecting with you and helping you align what you love with what you do Finding your voice is a big part of that. So let's jump into this conversation with Alex today. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome everybody to today's episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Alex Street. Welcome, Alex. Irene, it is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. You know, I'm so excited to have you on the show because... You help people focus on not only finding their voice, but connecting it with an audience, (laughs) which is something that is such a unique skill, I would say. And and Mm. what I'm excited to share with listeners are methods on how to do that. But before we jump into that, would love for you to share your journey to date 
on how you be decided to even make this your business, you know, make this what you are stepping into the world, helping others speak. Yeah, it's so good. I love just the way you framed it right there. It's exactly finding your voice, but then connecting it to an audience. And it's it, those two pieces. It's like one plus one makes gold, makes perfect. But but we... <laughs> it's we, a trillion. A lot of us are really good at one of those and and just need help with, with both of those. And that's been my journey is, is realizing that I have been finding my voice or using my voice again and again and again. And all along the way, I've been finding different ways to connect to different audiences. And I think really, I'm at the point now of realizing that there's a lot that I've learned over the years, these years in kind of courageously trying all those new things and that I can now bring those to, to people in all kinds of ways. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. But this began for me, like it does for a lot of people, kind of when I was... You know, I was a teenager. I was, I was even young teen and discovering who I am. What do I want to do? And people start asking, what do you want to do with your life? And I, I either was going to be an archaeologist and, and Lord knows I don't have the mind for that. So I just like the Indiana Jones movies. But um, was it was either that. Like, I don't think I could see you <laughs> dusting bones and like just having like, I could, you know what I could see happening if you were an archaeologist? Yeah. Is, like you would start telling stories to the bones of the things that you found and like conjuring up like something. Well, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is what's fascinating. As I look back, I look back now and I see that, that that same sort of theme, and this is the fun of going back in your story, you see those themes show up even in the things that seemed like, where did that come from? Yeah. That's why I was fascinated with it. That's why I dug into history big time in high school because it was the storytelling of it. it of is. course, I loved it because history is his story. Like it's the story of the whole thing. So, so I mean, all along, that's what I discovered was actually what I love doing is telling stories. It's it's. I mean, it, it even goes back to my my mom and my dad. I was really close with them and followed in their footsteps. And uh, my dad was a photographer who toured the world, uh, taking photographs, mostly ballet and, and dance and told stories through photographs. And my mom was an actress, a stage actress. So she told stories through scripts. And, and I was uh, more closely in her footsteps as I grew up and wanted to be an actor and, you know, win an Oscar by the time I was 21. That was like, that was the thing. That was what I was working towards. And then that didn't happen somehow for some reason. So uh, I, I took a bit of a left turn and went into, uh, into ministry and became a youth pastor. And, and it didn't take long before I realized that I can use a lot of those same skills of storytelling, of you know, even charisma and, and creativity uh, to connect with people in that setting, whether they're teenagers or then adults on a bigger stage and a bigger group, like whatever I can do, I just got week after week after week, the opportunity to step on a stage and tell one of the most like ancient stories that exist, like to walk through the Bible, these stories that people know again and again and again. And I got the opportunity to retell those in new and fresh ways and try to captivate audiences uh, and some of the toughest audiences, young teens in, yeah. in, any way that I could. And so those were kind of, that was me kind of putting, you know, the skill to the test. And over those many years and realizing that, oh, this is the thing. Like I need to speak. I need to put me on stage, put me in front of people and let me talk. Let me create a moment that will do something. And, and I think that was it. It was, I mean, my mom and my dad both passed away in the past uh, eight years. And it was, it was my mom first. And, and when she was I remember it was a few days before she passed away. I was I was talking to her, you know, just about about life. We could see what was happening, what was coming, and so it was just it was those precious moments. And I asked her, you know, what is she? What do you like most about what you've done with your life? You've been an, an, an actress. What what's the best part? And she she said, you know, it was the it's the gift of bringing entertainment to people. It was the gift of giving them something in the moment, but then that that might last when they leave this place, that yeah. that might bring joy when they're out in their home. And something for me clicked at that moment that I realized that speaking is about so much more than just a transfer of information. But you as a communicator have an opportunity to create a moment that can like shape a story in someone else's life to now go and change their world. And when you see it like that, that brings a whole other aspects to why you're doing this and what you're talking about and how much stories actually shape this world. And 
that changed everything for me. And that's, that's really why I'm here now trying to help other people do the same thing. How's that for a a short summary story? No, no, I think it's great because, you know, our, our, our journeys are not meant to be like short, right? Like it is, it Mm -hmm. is our life journey and we're in the middle of it right now. And I, I like that you share how you navigated it because a lot of the times there, like you said, we have these things that sprinkle into our lives that, oh, I kind of like that, right? That feels good. And then there's the pull, right? Like then there's the thing that's like, look, I've been slowly trying to show you what you're meant to be doing. Now, like it almost slaps you in the face (laughs) eventually. Like this is your freaking purpose. Go and do it. Like this is the, the way to step into the world and have your impact. And so I think the way you shared the journey is great. And, and, and also coming from storyteller parents, knowing the value of how that creates a connection. Because I think, you know, in this day and age, we're sitting with a lot of things talking at us, right? And not necessarily dialoguing and having a connection with. And yeah. to me, the value of speaking and, and why people are so engaged, inspired, can transform from speakers standing in front of them is because of the way they create that connection. So yeah. I'm curious in your methods and, and how you've actually come to this point of showing others how to stand on stage and speak. Yeah. Also, your own journey of becoming a speaker and doing that. What are some of the ways you have helped your clients kind of get out of their own way because generally it's a mindset thing that that Uh stops us from stepping on a stage, right? But give us some tools and tips so that those listening who have been considering, like, I really want to go and do a talk or I want to go run a virtual summit now that everything's so virtual, right? How do I even engage? How do I know that I have a story to tell? Oh, that's so good. You just get right at the good stuff. I love it. Uh, And I think that there's... It starts with a motivation of what that is. And, and, and we'll talk about fear in a second because that's really what this all comes down to. But first, there really is this motivating piece to it is what do you want to get up in front of people and do? What do you want to talk about? And a lot, of, a lot of what you see out there is people just wanting to talk about their services. If I talk about what I do, then people will be so interested in what I do that they will see that that's what they need. And, and the thing is... There's just so many people talking about what they do and so many of those what you do look like the same thing. So then it becomes, how do we separate ourselves? And when you dial into that, when you start to ask those questions, you say, what is actually unique about who I am and what I'm made for? That's when you start to lock into, again, that purpose, that true significant journey that has brought you to this point that sets you apart from anybody else doing the same thing. That's why my story is completely unique from any other speaker, speaker coach out there. However, how many hundreds or thousands of us there are, I've got something unique to bring to this. And if I ignore that, and I only talk about what I can do, well, then why are you going to work with me or, or do anything with me? But what's going to draw you to me is, is my story, my unique story and purpose to bring me to there. And then you can also see your story in that as well. And so I think from that, if people can lock into that, then they go, okay, but uh, okay, but how do I show up on camera? Uh, how, do I, how do I get on stage? How do I, I don't even know what to talk about or, or where or when, and I'm probably just going to screw it up. And this is what, this is the fear, right? This is the part that holds most people back from using their voice. They know that they've got a voice. They know that they've got something to say, but they don't know how to say it. And for those people who is, well, just about all of us, there's this fear of public speaking and the fear I've realized can really be broken down into one of two things. And it's either a fear of me or a fear of them. Mm. So let me tell you about that a little bit. The fear of me is I'm going to screw up. So I did all this work and I put all this preparation into it and I've embraced my story and I'm going to show up And then I'm going to stumble over my words and my points and I'm just going to be a stuttering mess. And my work won't get, you know, the respect that it deserves from me even. It just wasn't, it won't be good enough. I'm going to screw up. But then there's this fear of them, which is I'm going to do great, but they're not going to like me. 
the audience isn't going to respond how I want them to. I'm going to spend two hours on this video. I'm going to post it and nobody's going to like it. I mean, literally click the button like, or nobody's going to respond or nobody's going to buy my thing. Um, Or if they do, they're actually going to react negatively to it. And they're not, or they're not going to respond the way that I want them to and think they will. And so there's this fear of me, I'm going to screw up or they're not going to like me. And those are the fears that are really holding us back from showing up and using the voice that we know we have and we can work on that. But but you really have to kind of decide what's your main fear? What's the main thing holding you back? Even of those two, and I would say there's probably one that even goes deeper than that that yeah. I'm kind of experiencing right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we can get into that if you want to in a bit. But um, those two main things are mostly where I find that people are at. And it's it starts with addressing, you know, which one is the main one that sticks out to you. Yeah, it's also about, I think, changing the language around that fear. It's like, for me, at least in my own journey, when I would find hesitation of doing what I felt I wanted to have the experience that I wanted, right? Like, because you talked to us a lot about the fear within me and then them, but the them actually is still about me, the way you just described it. Uh-huh. It's like, so it all points back to me, which means I need to get over myself. Like, that's how I look at it, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I have to decide am I going to live a life? that is sheltered from trying and discovering what the experience is going to be like? Or am I going to live a life that experiences it, sees it for what it was yeah. and move forward? And so for me, like when I, when I would hit those fear walls, um, anxiety walls around stepping out on stage in front of large audiences, my, I mean, and I still to this day, my heart starts palpitating. I start mm-hmm. to like, I have to take deep breaths. I, and then, you know, and I've been in front of a lot of people. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. more comfortable in the virtual space because <laughs> it's just me and my camera, right? <laughs> so as I'm looking at the screen, but when it's on stage, I, I still yeah. have the, the visceral body responses. And then I had to start telling myself and give myself permission to fumble. Because I used to be the person, Alex, where I would have to, I would always think of all the worst that could happen. I would trip and fall on my face. I would shit my pants. I would be laughed at at the wrong points of what I was talking about. I would like all the things. I used to just hyper focus on the things that went wrong. And then in order to interrupt it, I was like, thank you, fear, for showing Mm. me that this is important to me. That was a language I I had to start using. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, fear, because then I could step into it and embody that moment versus Mm -hmm. all the surrounding stories I would tell myself about what the receiving side of my message would be, as well as however it it comes out of my mouth. I fumble all the time. So because I give myself permission to fumble, ultimately, the story I want to tell gets across. Where I do struggle. So I want to tell you where I struggle because maybe we can focus on this too. Yeah, this is great. Pointers. This is great. Is There's lots coming to mind already. This is yeah, great. of course. <laughs> it's like when it's memorization. Mm-hmm. I am someone that I like. I I speak from the heart and I speak in flow of the energy that I want to articulate. So that's why I'm really good podcaster. I can interview well. I can just go with the flow of the conversation. I because I'm a really good listener. I have different responses based on what I'm hearing, and then. If it's something I have to memorize, like to do a TED Talk, for example, I would be like, hell no. That means I have to memorize it. <laughs> myself. And then I would, I get into that. I will fumble because I won't hit that um, exact cadence and method of how that talk has to go. So yeah. when I think about my barriers on speaking and really hitting stages hard, <laughs> it would be in that realm of memorization. It's so interesting that? because, well, yeah, but I, th- I think what, I mean, for me, it's interesting because coming from an acting background, that was what I did first. That was my first love. So sure. the memorization piece was, that's what I do. What do you mean? You that's memorize crazy. the book, you, you yeah. get the script because, yeah, it's a nightmare uh, but thing. ultimately it was, <laughs> and this is the thing, it was because if I screw up my line, it costs somebody else their line yeah. and their cue and so it's not just me up here. Right. I'm actually responsible for the whole thing going well yeah. just by doing my lines. Now, you take that to a speaking opportunity where it is just you. And I often say that speaking, public speaking is the most lonely place in the world because it is just you on the stage. Yeah. And if you screw up, nobody's going to come save you. And so talk to that fear 
Like that, that's it, right? Is people right. are like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to be stuttering. I'm going to be fumbling. I'm going to lose my place. And I can't call for line. I can't pull up my notes. I can't pull up my phone and say, hang on a second. Let me just... It feels like you can't do that. And especially like in a TED talk. And so what's interesting, I think you kind of, what you kind of highlighted is when you, when you can be you, mm-hmm. you flow, you're there, you're sharp, you're on it. You can just go with it. You listen. And as I'm speaking, you're even listening to the next point. You're listening to me very actively. It's really engaging. It's a fantastic conversation, but you're also thinking, how am I going to respond to this? And how do I direct this along the journey of the podcast that I wanted to go? Your mind is so actively working right now while you're just sort of flowing with it, Yeah. right? Yep. But if you were to get on this like 16-minute timetable now or like time-sensitive talk, and exactly, you have to say it this way and fit into this box. I'm sorry, but Kareem doesn't fit in a box. Like what what do you... (laughs) There is no box large enough for this girl. So, <laughs> and yet people do it. People yeah. have done it. So how do you so how do you get to the point where you contain the energy and the the authenticity that is alive in this conversation right now? I think this is the question that we all as speakers, as aspiring speakers, whether you've been in it for the you've been in the game for a long time or you're just starting out, how do you take that authentic natural energy? And put that into something that seems like it's contained. Yeah. And that, I think, is the fear is you feel like, well, then that's not going to be authentic anymore. Because yeah. now you're structuring something that was just flowing by the spirit. It's a, and, it definitely, I know where it, like the, I know in energetically <laughs> where mm-hmm. my blockers are for it um, and where it stems from. Number one, I hate repeating things. So if everything sounds the same all the time, like I could yeah. never be a musician because then I'd be singing the same song all the time. I love <laughs> singing other people's songs and I can decide if I want to say the words or not. But if I were a singer, I would have to repeat that over and over and over and over again. Not my thing. And, and right. so in order to do memorization type talks, I know that that's one of my blockers. I'm not saying that I couldn't get over it, right? I know I could practice and get to a point of comfort and then also still have to give myself permission to fumble, Alex. (laughs) That's the only way that I would step out on that stage. And even if I go out there and like half of it isn't even said or I cut it short because I forgot the rest of it, like I would deal and I would move through. But it's just really interesting to me that it's because it's a mind thing that is stopping the potential of that scale of being on a stage or even doing talks like that, you know, for others. So, yeah. And, and I, yeah, I completely agree because you think that it's a skill thing. The first thought is I'm not a skilled orator or I'm not a skilled communicator. Right. I'm not as good as X, Y, Z, this person, this person, this person. We play that comparison game and that's all garbage all because you, you have your unique thing. And I mean, especially for you, right? There's this, you have this power and this energy and this brilliance that comes forward as soon as you start talking that captivates your audience. And I sit here and anybody listening to you would, would go, are you kidding me? Are, like, you have a blocker from getting on stage in front of people? Are you? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Because we are so easily affected by what you have to say. And yet, this is the truth for anybody that's listening, is to know that there are people feeling exactly the same about you. Saying, are you kidding me? Right. You have a, will you please just get the microphone and speak because we need to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And, and you're right. It gets down to, it's not a skill game. I mean, the skills you can learn. Right. Skills I can teach. You know, yeah. that's, you know, that's part of my coaching. I, I can teach you how to be a high performance, perfect that performance so that you actually captivate your audience, like near guarantee, connect with their brain. That's the performance piece and you can teach that stuff. But the story, the actual voice that's coming up from within you, that just has to be discovered. Yeah. That's not taught, that's discovered. And, and that's the mindset stuff that you're talking about that, that, that you're, you're a pro in. Yeah, it it is great. No, this is awesome because it is something that I know our listeners are 
sometimes contemplating even the smaller things like speaking in in a conference call like speaking mm-hmm. in a in a boardroom you know where there's so many personalities and voices and i think these skills of learning how even if someone just took the time to uh, do a workshop with you or learn how to to finesse their story yeah. they then find more empowerment from that and can even speak with eloquence in these rooms, you know? And so I'm curious with your work, how you've helped others find their voice, even in everyday life, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. not just about the stage. So tell me a little bit about that and how that's been for you as a coach, because I know that listeners will benefit from hearing how they can apply some of your tools like right now, every day. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And 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 this is what I love. There's kind of, you know, kind of three stages that I work with people. There's the really big picture, what's your story? And then okay, let's take that and turn that into a message that really makes sense and work on how do you just even create a message. And then let's get really finite then beyond that and talk about the performance and what's the nitty-gritty stuff here and how you show up, how you speak, you know, how you actually structure your talks and that sort of thing to make sure that it sticks. And so to go up to the high level stuff, this is this is where the confidence really can be created, where it it feels like it's not there. And again, where I'm working with people, they're they're confident talking about their services and what they do, but there's something missing, and there's some connection piece that's missing. And so, whether you're in a boardroom or you're trying to show up on Instagram Live or you've got an opportunity to step onto a stage, I want you to do the work to step into your story, to to seek out what's the power in your story because that's where it has to start. And your story, I mean, you could talk about your personal story or your business story, but you are the most exciting, interesting piece of all of this. So if you start speaking, I want to know who you are. Where did you come from? How did you get to this piece? So right at the beginning, you asked me, how did I get here? It's a great way to start because people want to know how I got here. Now, I could go way back and, and everything, but I specifically, and if you, I'm going to tell you how I structured this, and then you can go back and listen to my story and you can see how I did it. I started with who I am. And I said, okay, well, right now, this is what I'm doing. And I'm helping people speak and, and learn how to communicate with confidence. But then I went to who I was and I started there. And this is the story arc that I want everybody to kind of think through and, and, figure out, no, I, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't have a good story, that's a hot load of crap and you need to stop believing that and you need to work through this exercise and you will be so empowered by your story in just a few minutes. Because you think of this arc, this big rainbow, and at one point is who I was. So who are you? I mean, way back, I told you, you know, when I was a teenager, I got into acting, I wanted to do all this, and I wanted to be an actor. That was, that's my who I was story. And I didn't know what that was going to be. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but that's who I was. But then there's the what happened. And that's really the middle kind of section of the story. That's the the call to action, the inciting incident of any good story is what happened. What's the hinge moment? And for me, I mean, yeah, I was kind of on a roll. And then my mom got sick and, and she got sick with cancer and she passed away really quickly. And in that, we had deep conversations about what are you doing? Why do you do this? And knowing that I was so close to her and such kind of a kindred spirit and got so much of who I am from her, something connected. And then you take that and say, great, how does that now influence who you are? And that brings me to who I am now and why I do what I do. And now I've got my transformation story. Used to be this, now I'm this, and I can help you go on that same journey. And if you start there, then I can take that from and to and create a message out of that That could be all about discovering your purpose, discovering and doing what you're made for, finding your voice, any given talk that I can then create an outline. And then I can work on, okay, now how am I going to deliver this? That it it really makes an impact. And so I think that's that's where I want people, that's what fires me up most is helping people discover that transformation about their life because they just light up. Every conversation that I have with someone, they're like, holy crap. Yeah. When you say it back to me. Uh, Yeah. I didn't think that I had that in me. Like, it's just, it it makes me laugh. It's every time. 
But yeah, well, because everybody we're needs in to it. hear that we're or go through it, that. Right? Like when we're walking in our own journey, dealing with our own daily whatever, it's really hard to reflect on how far we've come and who mm-hmm. we are today and articulate that. And what I love about the, the story arc and from who you were to who you are today, mm-hmm. it actually applies really nicely to anybody going through career transition right now. Or anybody yes. going through like... Um, because there's so many people out there that are in transition right now trying to figure out, how do I take my career and actually go launch my um, my own consulting business? Or yep. how do I make sure that I'm applying who I want to be now and not just hyper-focused on who I was because I want to transform yeah. into the what's next. And so I really love that formula. Is that the formula that's in your guide that people can grab on your website? Yep. Yep. That's the tell your story guide. It's yeah. You go to the website, it'll show up as a pop-up or right at the bottom. And, and uh, yeah, that's just right in there kind of, and then coaches you through, you know, really you yeah, know, writing out, out that right? piece of your story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then like those of you listening who want it, it, that's alexstreet.com, right? Alexstreet.ca. .ca. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot to let you Canadian know. boy up here. Alex is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Canadian listeners. Thank you for listening. Alex is representing for you all today. Yes. Um, No, that's so cool. So go grab that guide. If you want to get stronger in telling your story, the guide is so helpful to get it going. And then you can even follow up with Alex afterwards and see the what's next. Because it is so critical when you're especially going through transition. A lot of the time, we sit in those blockers of... I'm not qualified or I'm not enough for the thing I really want. And you know me because you and I have worked together. Like I'm all about getting clear on what you want and we will get you yes. there. <laughs> like there's, you cannot stop this bulldozer from getting you to <laughs> that location. But the point is, uh, the gifting that Alex has is he helps you articulate it in a nice clean mm. way. You know, so you're not a bulldozer doing getting yeah, that's, uh, that clarity. Is <laughs> well, clear. I think that... That's it, right? So we go through these exercises, we come up with a ton of information, and then it becomes okay. Now, how do I, how do I communicate that? And you try to, and then you think you have to get it all out in one post or one talk, and then that one talk or one post is three hours long, and and <laughs> it it's just then it becomes just about really yeah zoning it in, honing it down, finding no what's the really key thing here? What's that point that's going to really uh, everything's going to hinge on that, and that's where the fun of this is. Yeah, so. I know what I, what just came to mind too is if if you're feeling fatigued because you talked about posting, if you're t- mm. feeling fatigued trying to post about yourself, you're fatiguing your audience. <laughs> so come right? from an energetic space and break it down. It can be it's meant to be moments people don't have the attention for more than the three seconds that they're scrolling mm-hmm. past you. So don't stress yourself. Like stop fatiguing over it. <laughs> you know, because that's what you're gonna pass on. So yeah, say it that's so good. And, and and really like break it down in in these awesome bites. This is great. And it's it's really interesting because uh, I mean this is stuff that I I'm learning as I go through this is I get really excited about a part of my story that I'm like, man, if I tell that, that will be really helpful. And then I freeze up when I go to record, where am I going to record this? In this office right here? Or should I go outside for this one? But then if I'm outside, people might hear me while I'm talking. I don't know what. And then anything will come up as a blocker to stop me from sharing that thing that my gut, my energy, my that the divine was telling me, share this thing. Yeah, because it's going to impact somebody. But then I created all kinds of blockers along the way to stop that from happening. So then I went and instead wrote about some uh, some quote that I heard, something or that something. you were fatigued and about. You got fatigued exactly because yeah. you were listening to the the knots in your mind. Don't do it this way. Don't yeah. do that way. Don't do it this way. It's not perfect. Yeah. So nothing of that happened. Right. And so what I then to identify that and say, okay, so then why am I not showing up? What's What's the blocker and free? There's all kinds of blockers, but specifically when it comes to communicating, is it a fear that I'm going to screw this up and I'm not going to do it justice? Or is it a fear that if I put this out there, they're not going to respond in the right way? Or to go deeper, as I said, kind of what I'm facing right now is it's ultimately it's a fear that nobody's going to show up at all. Yeah. Nobody's listening. Right. 
Well, and that's a common one these days too, because we are so inundated that we're not... And the algorithms, if you're talking social media-wise, the algorithms screw us anyway. So to me, the way I break that habit or that feeling of what's the point? Like I go through that too. I'm like, why should I put this out there? What's the point? I had to... Because I was definitely fatiguing myself trying to keep up with some sort of method of posting and sharing and, and, and attracting people in to help because I'm always a, a person of impact and service. Like everything yeah, yeah. comes from that value for me. But I was becoming so inauthentic about it because I was tiring myself out trying to keep up with a so-called formula. And then they keep changing the backend system. So the formula doesn't even fucking matter. Like it's yeah. something that I was like, let's just have fun again. Social media platforms, you have to have fun on. Otherwise, yes. it is not worth doing. So that's one part. The second part that I started to do, which might help you too, is I just started to engage more with the community that I already have. So what that looks like is directly messaging the people that I want to impact and connect with and asking how they're doing. Is there anything I can be of service with today? Can I help you with anything? Yeah. You know, because that is what fuels me is when I have that dialogue to remind me why these tools matter in the most authentic and connected way is the way I choose to engage. If I'm constantly waiting on a response from other people, I'll be flatlined. (laughs) It would just be dead for me. There's so many things where I'm like, oh, that would be so awesome. And then... And then there's zero response because of the freaking time I posted it and whatever's happening with the algorithm has nothing to do with my community. Nothing to do with them. So... We also have to get realistic around what fuels us when it comes to connecting on these platforms, but also get into direct connection. And if you're struggling, if anyone else is listening, that's struggling with like, how do I get the engagement and the connection and the um, feedback, the validation sometimes so I can keep going down the track, build your own community of people who will always stay engaged and just... Love on them, right? If you can impact 20 people 10 times better than waiting on 100 to like your freaking post, who cares, right? (laughs) Like those 20 have a ripple effect with 20 more each. And so it is really critical to also see how much of it is, is because we think we should be doing something and how much of it is this is what feels really good that fuels me that's going to push me forward. And find those tricks, yeah. you know, to to keep you going. I think it's even really helpful in that context to think of to put it into a really physical, um, you know, aspect and think about speaking on a stage. And so, if you're speaking on a stage and there's a hundred people in the room, and you get finished, and they give you your applause, like there's your likes. Okay, so you got a hundred likes on your post, great. But if two of those people come up and say that that message might just change my life. That's all that you care about. Right. That's the only thing that you're going to remember from that talk. You won't, re- you won't remember who's sitting in the back, what the lights look like, any of that. You'll remember that one moment. There was one talk I remember I gave at a, at a like, high school music camp. And I was brought up there to talk about like, the next step that you're taking in life. Who knows how or why or what? I don't know. But I was there and talked about... you know. Every step matters. Along the way of your journey, every step matters. And so in the Badass Journey podcast, it might even be relevant that every step, and you don't know where it's going, but you've got to take that next step. I'm talking about this to this group of 100 high schoolers, 16, 17 years old. And there's one guy at the back behind the camera. So he's there and he's not even in the band. He's just there to take pictures and videos. And at the end, they did this thing. They're like, hey, let's say thanks to Alex and, and what he's brought and anything that stood out. And this quiet kid in the back puts up his hand and says, I just want to thank you because for the first time in my life, I feel like I have a future. And like, what, what do you do? I mean, I was yeah, a youth worker for many years. Like, oh, that's the best. But this 17-year-old now in this moment says, I've got a future. So I don't care if the rest of them applauded me or liked me or talked about me, talked crap about me in their room afterwards. The likes don't matter. It's those individual moments, those individual comments and connections that you make. That's all that matters, whether you're in person 
even more on social media, it's got to be a social connection that you're making and communicating something authentic in that space has never been more important. So you're, you're bang on with all that. Well, yeah. And, you know, I've seen you in, in practice on it too, you know, working through your own mind barriers of putting yourself out there because your business is fairly new, right? Like you are Mm -hmm. just now getting the momentum of the impact that your purpose is going to have connecting with all these other folks that need to know that the fears they're having are relatable. You're yeah. like, yeah, I see that fear. I've been there, done that, but let's do this anyway. You know, And yeah. it's a really beautiful approach to have because you're finding their authentic way of delivering it, but also sharing your journey in the struggle as well. And I think that that empathy is really important when you're trying to unblock fears, but also to be real about what it means to use your voice. You know, yeah. It is the most powerful tool we have. We're very fortunate to be able to use it. Um, and I love that you empower so many people to find it and and stick with it, you know, like the yeah. confidence to just keep going. So it's amazing. Yeah. How would you like people, um, Alex, to connect with you? Because I think obviously we shared your site where they can go grab your guide, but where's mm-hmm. your where's your favorite place to hang out so that they can come like and, and love on your posts and comment and connect with you? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Please, please come and like. Uh, <laughs> Alex needs the love, guys. So go love on Alex. <laughs> Enneagram seven, come on! I need it. I bring it to me. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I Instagram is my main my main place for hanging out. Love that. Check it all the time. Yeah, love so the conversations. Street, it's at, at Street Says. Street Says. Yeah, S A Y S. Yep. Yeah, definitely yep. connect with Alex. And and before we close out today's conversation, love having you on. And I think it's going to help so many people find their voice, which is one of the biggest gifts we can really unleash onto the world. Is there anything going on with you in your life, in your business, etc., that I can support you on? Yeah, so much. <laughs> you know, um, I'm driving mean- you all the time, dude. All the time. <laughs> you know, you got that. Exactly. And and this is where, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love, and I kind of hinted at it a couple of times, right? For me, I, I know that the next thing I can help people one-on-one and I'm not engaging with that, but there's, there's, there's a, there's a wider way, there's a wider spectrum of people that I can help. And there's, there's a, there's a better format to do this. I know. And as a speaker, you kind of look for how am I going to build my own stage yeah. to then speak. And, um, and so I'm in the process of that right now figuring out what does that look like what kind of a course is that or you know group coaching what does that look like in this context that we're in and to dial in trying to figure out why am i not doing on this doing this why am i not acting on this uh i mean literally i'm working through some stuff that i learned in your accelerate your growth program start with a goal then work to break it down break it down break it down break it down and what i just discovered really recently is, oh, this all comes back to my biggest fear, my inner critic, which is me on a stage with an empty auditorium, acting my heart out and nobody's there listening to me. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest fear is I can put in all this freaking work, learning new skills and building something and nobody's going to show up. <laughs> the question is, what do you do when that's it? When you realize that your biggest hurdle is not actually a tech problem. No. No. It's not a team problem. No. It's as deep a you problem as you can get. Yeah. What do you think you first discovered that fear? Do you think it's from when you were an actor, like when you started mm-hmm. out? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh it it was definitely starting out then and Realizing that the audience reacts, you know, so I'm in grade nine and on stage doing a production and my voice cracked. I remember that. And the audience laughed at a moment that was supposed to be serious. And it was a, ooh, crap. Like they, that's not what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And, and I think even then, as I look back now, that's my, that's my fear is having an empty room. I think part of it is because I've always just had a room. I've had people. Anytime that I show up, there's people there. Mm. And and so if you nobody shows up, that means that ultimately I'm not important. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Because there's no audience to see it. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's like if the tree falls in the forest and uh, is it heard? Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all in the stage. (laughs) Yeah. So the validation from others and the applause of, um, and the recognition and the reciprocation. Yeah. um, I think it's something that comes then from a a story for yourself on self worth and self love, and knowing that just you alone in the space and any space is worthy and meant to be heard. And I think the more you actually practice in emptiness and with nobody around to validate you and to connect back to your spirit guides and say, this is the gift you've given me and I am proud to serve regardless of if anyone's watching would be a really good practice for you to lean into, to remind yourself of yeah. the gifting you have without having immediate gratification of an audience or um, or even a criticism of others and and go back into what self-love and self-worth measure means to you wow. is, is where I would look to unblock that and retell the story. Because if if in ninth grade you're on a stage, your voice cracks, everyone laughs, yeah. there was an energetic jolt that happened in your body that is now sitting with you today that puts you like literally you rewind super fast back to that moment and you can feel it right now in the pit of your stomach actually where in your body do you feel it when you go back to that moment where is it in your body ah that's good um i'd say i mean it's actually up near my eyeballs i don't know what that is there's yeah. some it's so, so that's mental. your intuition so your your third eye, if it's if it's behind your eyes, that means yeah, yeah. that like it's it's in this region. So that's your mm-hmm. your um, intuition, and it was because your body was shifting and transforming during that time, and you were being so authentically connected to what you were delivering that the jolt of a uh, reaction that kind of closed the energetic connection you had in that moment to yourself made you like shut down, right? Like it just, it just kind of jolted you into a reality that wasn't yours. So if you give your power to your audience and all that you do, you, you will not feel powerful as powerful as you can be on the inside. Oh, that was, that's something. <laughs> so I would I would just recommend doing some self work on doing. You practice all the time by yourself, but you are always mm-hmm. practicing for them. That fear of yep. that story you said earlier. So yep. them is the the it has to shift with the gifts you're giving them, regardless of how they receive it. You know, you ever give someone a gift and and then they they didn't have the reaction you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because I'm not a good gift giver. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you hesitate waiting on a reaction, right? So I would say that would be the work to focus on if you really want to unblock this blocker. It has nothing to do with your skill set, your capability, the ability to stand in your greatness. I think if anything, it has to do with loving yourself enough to say you are worthy of sharing your story regardless of who's listening or how they react. It's just, oh man, that giving your power to the audience thing. I mean, we could, I could, you nailed it. That's there. There's something talk. huge there. I, <laughs> but this, it's so interesting because I can talk about that in a way that says like, no, actually like the gift of a speaker is to give the power to the, to, to recognize that the audience is there and has so much because a lot of speakers just go up and they stone faced, don't even pay attention to the audience. Yeah. And I've purposefully through my career tried to interact and create moments with the audience. We're in this together. Yeah. And yet I think what you're, what you're pulling out here is that that doesn't end there, but it actually is hanging on. What will they think of this? Yeah, you have to detach yourself from the outcome that they choose to Mm -hmm. walk away with. That is the coach's stance too. So it's like when you can work on detachment, and that is the third eye also, energy, which is interesting. If you start to focus on detachment, that will then 
empower you even further to truly stand in your greatness. So those who are meant to hear you are who you're getting in front of. Yeah. Like when we go into audiences or networks or environments where we think we have a purpose for them versus saying the people who are meant to be gifted by what I show up to do, it's two different yeah. energies, two different groups, because you're forcing something versus allowing the right connection to happen. Wow. That's good. It's, uh, I mean, I want to keep going for another hour here, but I think I have to pay you. So, uh. <laughs> I'll leave it there for you and our listeners. But I really appreciate the question because you're not the only one that faces this. And exactly, so hopefully yeah. this method of how we're working through it together for you. And obviously you are in my life and we have a relationship and you know anything I can support you on further, you know how to connect with me and get that support. But I really appreciate you being vulnerable to even talk about it today on the show yeah. because I... I, I know the work and the impact you have when you work with your clients. And I love that you're always looking to grow yourself, to be better, do better, do more, and really live in your purpose and your divine gifting. So it's just an honor. It's an honor to be here and share your journey with my listeners and, and share the space with you. So thank you. Well, Kareem, you are one of a kind. You are a true gift. And I really appreciate that. Even just offering this space on your podcast, this that's one of a kind. I've never done that before. I've been on a lot of podcasts, but never kind of been asked to go into that level and experience that. And and you bring that vulnerability out of uh, people, definitely me, but <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of others. And so uh, it's it's not hard. And, and I'm I'm just so grateful for this space and this time and the value that, that you've given to me in this space and, and how that will transfer to the, to the listeners. So thank you. Thank you, Alex. We'll see you real soon, I'm sure. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.